Hey everyone, it is Haley. It is the very first HLP episode after we released our first Bestow Curse episodes, and we really sincerely hope that you enjoyed them. We worked super hard on them, and hope that if you didn't get a chance to listen to them yet, you're going to go check them out. Bestow Curse does have its own feed. You can find that feed in this episode description, and we would adore if you could check it out. The next episode for Bestow Curse, episode four, will come out on June 18th. If you do like it, it's a new podcast, so we really need you to rate and review it on any of your podcasting apps, and specifically iTunes. That helps us a lot, especially in this brand new beginner podcast phase. I know it doesn't feel like we're a beginner since this is episode of 148 for HLP uh, Carry and Crown Run, but Bestow Curse is brand new. It's a baby and it needs all of the love and support that you guys are willing to give it. And if you like it, please tell your friends, tell your family, tell anyone that you think would also be interested in listening to it. Please share the word. Please help us grow something that we are super excited to continue and have worked really hard on. (laughs) That is what I've got for this week. Really just want to continue to talk about the Stokers because we're so excited. But moving on to this week and this episode, it is episode 148. Pretty fly for a samurai. and things that go boom then buckle up listener because this one's for you prepare yourself for the hideous laughter podcast hey everybody and welcome back to the hideous laughter podcast episode 148 steve what are you drinking buddy Oh, hey, I am drinking a beer from Buckle Down Brewing. That's a brewery in Chicago. It's called Cactus Pants. That's a Mexican-style lager. Had a couple of them a couple weeks ago. Really tasty. Mmm, that's a juicy can crack. Well, speaking of somebody else with prickly pants, hey, Brooks, what you drinking, bud? Oh, uh, thanks, Riff. I'm drinking a Brewdog Jagged Edge uh, spiky IPA, so it's quite fitting. Based on my pants. Yeah, nice. I'm glad you decided to match today. Haley, what you got over there? I have a Vizzy hint of strawberry and kiwi. <laughs> Whisper of strawberry and kiwi flavor. <laughs> Very subtle flavor. In those <laughs> Butterfly kisses of strawberry and kiwi. I guess I didn't realize that the hint of was in italicized, which only makes it even more hint. <laughs> yeah, that's even that's even weaker hint. That's a weaker hint. It's italicized. If you bolded it, that'd be a strong end of the hint. Mm. Emily, don't fucking tell me. No. Why is oh, this beer God. reproducing? I swear to God, this it's is the tenth time made. you've had this on air. The worst thing is, this isn't even the last. No. <laughs> you've had at least ten on air during the winter. We recorded a solid stretch of four or five episodes where you had one every time 
Then it was quiet for like two, three weeks, maybe even a month. And then you brought another one. And then, you know, it simmered down and you brought another one. There's no way that six pack still has this beer and another beer in it. All right, Brooks, Steve, you guys are at the house uh, more often than anyone else. Mm-hmm. Got to level with me. Are you guys refilling it? I'll never tell. <laughs> <laughs> or, did, or is she just lying and she actually has a 30 rack of this pickle beer? I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> These have been rolling around in our drawer of orphan beers in the fridge, and I'm I'm finally just working my way through them. But there is one left after this one. Oh, if they're rolling around in an orphan beer drawer, then you know Brooks has put it. Brooks had several six packs of this and is putting them in there. Well, the thing is, with the urban artifact, they typically only have one flavor at the grocery store at a time and they haven't had Christmas pickles. Right, right, right. And that's why this bit is really clever of Brooks to have done because he had to he had to buy this around Christmas time, several, just so that he could keep stocking them. Slowly one by one. It's a long con. <laughs> have you guys seen the PBR ninety nine pack? Yes. yes. That they that they labeled family pack. <laughs> I think uh, I think that's our next big charity drive. Try and get, try get, and get through, through the family, through the family pack. pack. Oh, Ninety nine bottles of beer on the wall. Oh my god! Uh, we we would need to bring in the reserves. Yeah, we need to call in the extended HLP family. Yeah, Chris, Tim, Eric, John, get them all <laughs> over saying, here. That's like a cabin trip type of thing. Yeah, <laughs> get the, bring the Dutch Crisis boys in on screen. <laughs> get some STF. Get everybody in that's here. That's right. Oh man, well. I'm drinking something that I, I really can't make heads or tails of. It is the Grateful Dead Hands, suggested by Bippy, right? Bippy suggested yes. this one? Okay, thanks, Bippy. Um, I say that with the utmost enthusiasm. This is equal parts tequila, gin, rum, sour mix, and uh, raspberry liqueur. We didn't have raspberry liqueur, but we did have what 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 did we put in this that you told me I can only put a drop in? I have raspberry flavor, which is four times as concentrated as a typical extract. So like four times as concentrated as your typical vanilla extract that you use for baking cookies. So that's in here. A wisp of it is here. Mm-hmm. A hint of it. A hint of italicized <laughs> hint of raspberry extract. But I gotta say, it it just all of those things seem to blend and cancel each other out, and I'm not really getting any distinct flavor. It's just kind of there. I, I don't mind it. I neither like nor hate it, but it just doesn't really taste like much of anything. The most I taste is maybe the sour mix and gin, which is surprising. I feel felt like I would taste the tequila, but not really. Um, and there was pineapple. I used pineapple rum, and I don't taste pineapple at all. <laughs> so... Very interesting choice, Bippy. Thank you for the suggestion. Oh, delicious. Well, we don't have to roll off next time, guys, because we're doing a group drink. So when last we left our heroes, they had tried to heal a a woman named Eclipse, uh, <laughs> who they found in the who they found in the scum tunnels. Um, Joy seemed very upset about this, and but you know, it is what it is, really. 
They made it back to Horace Croon's house. They found out that the mayor and the baby had been abducted by the scum. Presumably taken back down to the Turn Rocks. And then Air Bear went on a solo mission back to the Andiamede house to grab the um, the remnants of the Force Leash generator, that alien device that was used to hold the color out of space at bay, and also to eat some bodies, I guess. And we um, we came across a uh, a Nethal Goo telling him that he shouldn't be meddling where he doesn't belong, and that's that's where we find ourselves now. Air Bear, you're face to face with this monstrosity from the stars. Steve, can you put a little thing under it? It's a, it's about ten feet up in the air. Okay. Just kind of hovering over the path. And I need you to make me a will save because I feel like this dis- this fits the description of your phobia. Basically, fear of eldritch horrors, which seems kind of redundant because who isn't? But yours is particularly severe. It is. And before I use my resolve here, yes, that might be best. And Owen is Wilson. I'm really glad I used it. The good die is 22. Okay. You're not shaken by this creature right now, but you remember how this works. Unless you use your uh, your special ability to be immune for like an hour from the same creature, you're going to be rolling every round. I think I'd better make an example of you to show your friends. You shouldn't have come here, but now it's too late. Join the family. And I need you to roll for initiative. 16. 16. All right, the creature goes first. But fortunately, it's just it's just you and me, bud. So, uh, peanut gallery, uh, have fun. Uh, but this is just going to be me and Brooks having a combat here. You see uh, its form start to shimmer. And six images of it appear around it. Then it moves to be 10 feet above you. So it's directly above you in the air. It's your turn. He's uh, going to go down on one knee, but still dig his boots into the ground and activate his challenge. Okay. And say, that was some skillful tracking there, but you are clearly at an advantage with the flying, but we'll see. <laughs> so, uh, it's over, mouse man. <laughs> I have the high ground. <laughs> so he challenges a swift. Free action. Activate the boots of speed. Okay. And then I'm going to activate the ring of the ram. Oh, yeah, I suppose oh. you still have that. I do. Yeah, go ahead and make a ranged touch attack. I didn't do so good. No? No. 
18. 18 does not hit this creature's touch AC. Alright, it, it goes wide. And I definitely would have been using three. Yeah, uh, yeah, I yeah, figured. Yeah. Okay. It's the creature's turn. It's going to, with its perfect flight, five foot fly down to you and full attack. So first, a bite's coming at you. Uh, 25 to hit. Nope. Okay, then two claws. Uh, 26 and a 32. Meets beats. On the 26? 26. Okay. So because he hit with both claws, he does have a little ability called Rend. So first I'm going to do my claw attack damage. 26 points of damage. And then the Rend. This is not good. Another 14 points of damage. I mean, it's certainly not great. No, it's not great. But it is your turn. The creature has flown within your reach now. He's the ring of the ram. (laughs) Get him out of your reach. Push him back. Push him away. You got to keep distance on this guy. I don't know. I'm going to phone a friend. Oh, actually. I I want to pull the audience. I I did miss this, though. I think the ring of the ram still pops an image because it's within five of his touch AC. So he now only has five images. All right. I don't know, man. You're not going to outrun it. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, it's not a good situation you're in. Got any tricks up your sleeves? Yeah. Uh, you, you have very few op- or, uh, opportunities to full attack a flying creature. Very true. Mm-hmm. You should both do that. Go ahead. Yeah. You also haven't seen this creature before. This is the first time you're meeting the Nethelgu, so you don't know as much about it. Yeah, because Matube only saw traces of what could have been, right? Before we get to all that, I do need a will save. Oh. Mm. That's true. I, I let the first round slide because I made you roll one before the combat started, so that's fine, but I need to need to see if you get shaken this time. Very poor. Yeah. 13. 13 fails. You're shaken. I could use another point of resolve to take away the shaken condition. Would that make you immune to the shaken for an hour like it did? Or was that a, that was a standard action ability, wasn't it? And that would be this. Okay. Is, yeah. is that. So Air Bear finally gets a good look at this thing and as it's right over the top of him digging yeah, like the claws tentacles in. coming from its mouth are like dripping on you and like its big claws are just clacking near you and he's extremely scared of this and so as as he he realizes that he is becoming scared uses his resolve and thinks to a clearer time and uses that and then withdraw. Okay. Is it going to be faster to the town or the Undiamede house? Right now you're very close to the Undiamede house. Then I would go to the Undiamede house. So you're going to move twice your speed? That is correct. And you won't provoke because you're doing a full withdraw? What Removing the condition was a standard action though, right? So you can't full withdraw if you've used a standard action. 
you can move. Yes. Okay. My apologies. Yep, just move. So you're going to move. Are you going to attempt an acrobatics, or are you going to eat an attack of opportunity? Acrobatics. Okay. 20 on the die. Goes to? 32. That fails against the CMD of the creature. Damn. And what? I don't think an acrobatics is a, uh, you know, it's a skill check, so it can be failed on a natural 20. So the creature bites at you as you move away. 28. So if you have mobility, that might help you. If your AC is higher when provoking. That's not the case. With a 28 to hit, the creature's going to do 11 points of damage, and I need you to make me a fortitude save. Brooks, you better not die, man. I have so much good material left. I, I haven't made any <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese jokes about your character. I haven't made any Mighty Mouse jokes about your character. Mickey Mouse, Thicky Mouse. Like, there's still a lot Sticky of mileage mouse. to go. <laughs> I, I'm glad I have more resolve. Because <laughs> I'm using it again. All right. 30. 30. You can tell the fangs are, are venomous, but it doesn't seem to you, you're able to shake it off at least and go ahead and move yourself the uh I guess you're going well you tried acrobatics so you can only make it 30 or 20 feet rather half your speed right half my speed with the boots of haste right so half of 40 right all right you moved away from the creature so you see its claws kind of come together and this crackling energy this blue bolts start to swirl around its claws as a lightning bolt zaps right towards you. Make me a reflex save. Yeah, I failed it. Uh, don't be so sure unless it's an 14. one. 14. Okay, that is a failure. It was very close to a one. This is a fish city. Do you want to use my lucky d20? Sure. Okay, here you go. <laughs> Uh, pretty low rolls here, 19 points of damage. And then it's going to fly once again, 10 feet right above you. How close am I to the Undying Meat House at this point? You're about 140 feet away from the front door. You're closer to that other door, but you remember that there were ticks in there, so you probably don't want to go in there. Ooh, but we did know that the back of the building was completely they had a whole big old hole in the wall. There's a big old hole. You'd have to like climb into it. I don't know if that would be faster than going the extra 40 feet to the front door. Or you could dive down the well directly into where the color out of space was. Hop into the lake. Yeah, the well's <laughs> only like well's only like a 300 foot drop. So I think falling damage maxes out at some point. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're dead. It maxes out at your max hit points. Terminal velocity. Terminal velocity. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh boy um, well you're immune to the shaken so don't worry about that that is nice I'm gonna use this turn to to run my full full speed to uh, toward the front door so you're gonna move 160 feet which would get you right to the front door yep okay uh, surprisingly even though it's a large creature it does not attack of opportunity you being 10 feet away from you. Uh, however, on its turn, it moves 40 feet closer 
putting you within 120 feet. And I need you to make another reflex save. Udai is lucky indeed. Yay! What did you get? 30 30. 30 30. All right, that's a success. You take half of this. Sweet. Half of 32 is 16 points of damage. Told you I rolled real low on the first one. But that is the creature's turn. All right. Open the door. Five foot step in and then close the door. Okay. That's a viable strategy. You've entered a structure. You feel the presence of this creature on the other side of the door. It's definitely moved to be right in front of these doors. However, it cannot do anything because it has to move twice to get there. You're up again. This is like the Jurassic Park scene where like this door is warped enough you can see like the gap between the door and you just see this thing's leech-like rows of teeth in its mouth and the tentacles all around its mouth and it's just like all right i can't remember exactly but i believe freya moved a wall yes so uh down the hallway towards the room with the ticks uh freya formed a wall that kind of continued one wall and blocked off the small part of the hallway. So there is still a small space with a door that then leads into the dining room from the main entry area. How thick was this wall? What? You trying to break the wall? I don't think you want to break the wall. Um, you want to face I, a tick swarm I know what he wants. I know what he wants to do. Hold on, let me see. I don't know if it's a good idea, but I'm going to keep it to myself. But does he want to be here at the wall? I think he wants to break the wall and see if the tick swarm will fight the Nethalgu. Well, that's a terrible <laughs> idea because the Nethalgu can fly and be away from the ticks. He cannot. Uh, I guess since Freya was moving around the stone that's already present, it would probably be like half the thickness of the like outer walls of this place. It's going to take you like rounds to break through a wall made of stone. I'll just say that. What about a strength score of 29? Uh, Excuse me? Where was this? Oh, I know what you're using. You're going to use the ring of the ram to try and bust through the wall. And I want to be... I want to move... <laughs> All right. So so we've, we've pieced it together a bit. I want to get into the next room because there are two doors and the tick swarm keeping with with the wall between it. It's possible that he opens both doors, lets the Nithalgu in, and then runs through the room, but before that, using the Ringer of the Ram against the makeshift wall the wall that Freya made and then close the door and run outside through the hole or through the yeah the hole in this building 
That sounds so risky to get covered in ticks when sounds the creature flies. Sounds risky. My level of confidence that that will be successful <laughs> is... You can't imagine how low that floor is. It's so abysmal. <laughs> I love the creativity. I'm here yeah, for it. Creativity? Awesome. Love that you're thinking outside the box. You Mechanically, could... that is going to collapse like a house of cards. <laughs> you could also try to bar the doors that you're standing right in front of with an SL goo on the other side. Buy you some time, and then you can... So Stonewall is has eight hardness and 15 hit points per inch of thickness. So feels like that would take some damage. Yeah, because even if you divide that by half, for or it's not a Every foot. Time you hit, it's, you, if it's six yeah. inches or whatever, it's still, you have to do 23 points of damage for each inch, effectively, with the hardness and the hit points. That's a lot. Yeah. Although you just used stone shape, you didn't use the spell wall of stone. Which, we have two very thin walls. No, I mean, it It means you had as much to work with as you did, but you only filled, like, the doorway. You didn't do, like, a huge wall across all of existence like Wall of Stone does. <laughs> you didn't do, like, a 120-foot-long wall. Um, but, yeah, I'd say it's probably at least, like, four or five inches thick. So the strength score would is 20 plus two per inch of thickness. So it'd be like a 24, a DC 24 to start breaking through it. Creativity is good. I will also point out that that portal looks medium sized. Do you You still need the key? I'm sure he would have taken the key. Oh yeah, because he was planning to go down. Yeah, Yeah. because he needed the thing as his cover for eating bodies. So there is another set of doors uh, leading directly to the well, circle, the stone circle and portal in the middle. He is going to briefly look back at the Nathalgu, look toward the, the door that has the, not necessarily ticks on the other side, but the stone wall keeping the ticks at bay. Think better. Open the door, five foot step in, and then close the door again. Okay. Oh boy. Okay, then Nathalgu opens the door. <laughs> five foot steps in and opens the door. You don't have to put it up on a riser right now. It cannot fly in this area. Now it's face to face with you. It's your turn, though. This is very tempting. Words of uh, caution, maybe wisdom, you could withdrawal right now and go straight through the portal. He's got to do the... Got to do the door. Oh, the key thing. (laughs) He's not going to make it all the way. He could move over and move action, draw the key and put it in the slot. Uh, And then next round he can portal. Or he could full attack this thing knowing that like this is also the only way out. I could. (laughs) I could use the ring of the ram. Stop. You're so into this. Bull rush. I never should have given this to build, him. That, would, that can, can bull rush him. Then close the door. Five foot step closer to the portal. Your odds of actually bull rushing this creature, I think, are pretty small considering it's uh, CMD. 
that it had before. You're already in a druidic sacrificial stone circle. Just throw yourself on the fucking altar and get it done with. <laughs> Full attack. All right, there here you go. Comes. There you go. All right. Great, you're attacking me. I better actually pull this thing's character sheet up now. <laughs> All right, does a 28 hit? It would. Roll a d6. Six hits it. All right, you pop an image. Mm, I'm, I'm just guessing here. It, does a 21 fall within five? It does. Pops an image. Nope. All right, uh, uh, three this time. Which goes to... Oh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, on the die. Oh, okay. For the image. So that doesn't pop an image is what you're saying? It's a three on the die for your next attack? No, he rolled the... For the which D6. image I hit. Oh, it, it doesn't matter. I'm just tracking images. But yes, the 21 was within five, so it pops an image. Now it only has three images. Or, yes, it has three images, so there are four of it in front of you. 28. 28 would hit. Roll me a D4. Four hits. Pops an image. Another 28. 28 would hit. Roll me a D6. High, medium, low. High hits. All right. This is a critical threat. Okay. Yeah! There it is! Six. Six. So you hit. You do not pop an image. Roll to confirm that crit. Doubt it. 17. Hey, bud, don't you have an ability that lets you automatically confirm criticals? I feel like that's one of your Once per round or something that you have. An ability you got it for being a Ronin. That is true. Yeah, so do you want to just use that? I would like to use that okay. one. Uh, that was a great idea. Is, yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's a great because idea. You know you hit it, so now you don't have to like save it for hopefully having another critical and popping an image. Uh, okay, any other attacks for the sake of images? In fact, yes. Uh, this next one is a natural 20. Okay, let's see if you hit it or pop an image. High, medium, low, high hits. Not this time. Okay, it has one image left. Alright, again, I doubt it at a 19. Within 5? 19 is not within 5. So, give me that crit damage. And he came out swinging, reducing the images from 5 to 1. I mean, that's great. All things considered, great job. (laughs) Minimum damage, in this case, at 42. Good chunk of damage. The creature being right next to you now is going to full attack at you. So a bite coming at you first. Uh, With a natural one, that will miss. And then two claws. One's going to hit with a 26. The other will miss. Okay. That's going to be 10 points of damage. And it's going to go ahead and five foot step diagonally up, I guess. Actually, it can't go diagonally up because it's like in this doorway. So it's just going to five foot step back and it's your turn. How are you looking right now? Real peek behind the curtain here. 19 health. Ooh. That's really bad, Brooks. It is. So you got, you got 
I think Griff gave you an opportunity here. You can step up and press the full attack with this thing only having one image left, or you could book it for the portal. Big stakes. This is, yeah. This is for all the bacon here. Or you have a ring of the ram. <laughs> <laughs> or just, just imagine for a moment, you had a ring capable of potentially pushing this creature five feet while also dealing 3d6 force damage to it. I, it has a better ring of the ram. It's called lightning bolt. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, Steve. This is a, a an opportunity too good to pass up. Herbera mm-hmm. is going to close the door, five foot step what? towards the towards the portal, and pull out the key. Yep. But why only five feet? Because he closed the door and he's doing another action, a move equivalent action. Gotcha. So he also wants to get closer to the door just for the sake of I getting see. closer to I the portal. I see. Okay. Oh, and when I did use Ring of the Ram, I said whoosh. <laughs> oh, thanks. Perfect. Good. Glad we got that cleared up. Creature moves up. So it takes a five foot step. Instead of opening this fucking door, it is going to attempt to break it down so that this is not a strategy going forward. <laughs> so it's going to make a strength check to break the doors off their hinges. You're in the room. You see the doors fly off their hinges. <laughs> Fantastic. Unfortunately, that is a standard action instead of the move action to open the door. And it already five foot stepped, so it cannot move. Oh, do I have anything that I can... Now, surprisingly, these guys don't really have a ton of swift actions <laughs> or move equivalents, so that's its turn. Herbert, you're up. Go through the portal. So you're uh, moving up and pressing the thing into the portal and popping on through. That's right. Okay. The creature is too large to follow you through this portal. This is so wild. Another map! (laughs) (laughs) Sized appropriately. You come down those stairs over by you. Steve, we're all combat now. All right. uh, (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Damn, most action I've had all sessions. Switching up a Sirenscape. (laughs) You're in the promised land. Bodies all over the floor. You obviously know where to go to find the um, the damaged remnants of that force lasso projecting machine. Uh, but there's also areas that you haven't maybe explored in here. There is a wall of stone blocking a passage. And you you know that basically there are two ways out of here. The way you just came which the Nethalgu is probably now buffing themselves in the top of these stairs or the underwater route. But you're not a caster, so could be difficult. What are you doing? Even though he is not shaken and immune from it, he that doesn't necessarily mean that he's not still extremely scared of this thing. Yeah, this was a difficult combat. You're injured pretty badly. 
And so he is going to take the exact path to the force field. To the color out of space room? Yeah. Correct. As fast as he can because he he wouldn't know if this thing can fit through. He just knows that there's he has an opening to finally run without it being over the top of him. Yeah. So you run down, you follow the same path, you go through this like weird uh, faux nursery with the cribs and that kind of thing. You pass all of the uh, dead bodies of the scum that you had defeated yesterday, and you head down that 250-foot-long tunnel into the room where the color out of space resided. The projector, this this like force field projector, uh, was damaged when the color out of space burst, uh, at least damaged enough to stop projecting. But it's not big. It's it's you know maybe five ten pounds. It's kind of like an actual projector, if you think about it in real life, like a pro- the size of a projector. So it's maybe a little cumbersome, but it's not huge, uh, especially if you have like ten strength, you can carry it around. Awesome. He is, he's gonna grab that. And then go to the, I believe we called it the brood room, and <laughs> uh, lick his wounds while eating snack time. Chowing down. Yep. I feel like yep. it's a feast. I mean, yeah, he, he's probably finally satisfied hunger-wise for. Well, it, it's been at least three days now but cool, the just, volume here just reset that uh reset that timer that weak timer you never know when you can find a body <laughs> with us around well let's fast forward a little bit what what actually is your plan here are you planning to try and go back out the way you came are you planning on searching for something to help you get out the other way are you planning on holding your breath? Yeah, he's found himself in, in uh, between a, a rock and a hard place. And there there has to be something down here that that he hasn't found, but he, he is absolutely not going to open doors that we have not opened. Yeah, I think um, he could probably pretty easily intuit that if they had humans down here there was probably some sort of way they were transporting them and and maybe not all through this door so you don't find anything as you look around in the in the brood chamber you think like areas that Matumbe's had a cursory glance over have been pretty pretty picked clean dusty but, but you remember that the the scum were running through this side tunnel unimpeded. I mean, the only thing you really remember was that it smelled like trash there. Why don't you make me a perception check peeking down the the kind of set of stairs there where you saw scum go down? Bruh. <laughs> Lucky die, nothing. For fuck's sake. He used all the luck up. Yeah, I did. I I got very close to a one. Mm-hmm. Twelve. Uh, you do not hear anything nor see movement in this room. You're 
really too far away to to pick out anything of note in this room other than that there's like a mound of garbage in like stagnant water um, so nasty to the side here and it definitely looks in this room like this is where those scum were just like throwing shit away I just this is like the poop room we gotta have a room I get that but it's gross it's so big the like size of this Mini trash and poop lake. Now you're for so decades. Big. Haley, the, decades. Brute, the brute chief was a large creature. Oh. <laughs> He's dropping some deuces. He, need, he needed this much space, probably alone. Oh. It's just so big. Is is this the only area that would have any promise of? I, I mean, you you really it. think you really think Matumbe found a lot of stuff pretty much everywhere else. <laughs> so you, 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 if you, you have, let me put it this way: you don't think it's mechanically possible to search better than Matumbe has searched? <laughs> I know your perception. <laughs> this is really the only area that you you know you guys didn't go. So so with the initial check, uh, can barely hold his uh, his lunch in, or I guess his breakfast in. Of, oh, it's not that bad. Fish poop's completely different than human poop. Yeah, but I guess this is probably where the ladies had to poop too. Uh, that's where all the dirty diapers went. This is uh, a real it's a real diaper barge in here. Wow. Horrible. Terrible. They're trying to dispose of diapers like that. Jeez. Listen. They need to go. They use reusable diapers down here. Where are they going to buy diapers down here? Washable diapers? Yeah, they use washable diapers for plenty of water. Good for them, I guess. Uh, the save it is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Where else would it go? Uh, I guess that's also confusing to me. Why? Ha- why have an entire room dedicated to shitting and throwing your trash? When there is also like a flowing current towards the bay, just <laughs> throw your shit in there, You're and it's gone. The walk that is, <laughs> it's gone. You don't want to contaminate. I don't know how well that holds up. <laughs> there are where, tons where of creatures living in that. Listen, it's mostly trash. Okay, it's trash. Okay. Where do they where do they go when they are in the water? So then, yeah, I don't know if it would matter. So this terrible smell coming from this room it initially puts him off as far as his uh, perception check wise. And then if for any reason it would uh, make me shaken. <laughs> well, it's it's not a it's not a creature from space. So, Brooks, do the right thing. Take a twenty on this room. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the only way. So, Get up right, to your elbows. There's it. a lot of time to spend. In the room. <laughs> uh, is, is that what you're doing? Are you, you're ser- you're searching this room? Okay. Correct. So you find a series of natural terraces that forms a sloping passage descending to this cavern. Murky black waters filled with piles of compost and detritus flood the sloping northern floor of the cavern. 
uh, and you see a multitude of fungi and colorless subterranean creepers growing over and within the vile stew. Taking a 20, what does that get you? 30. 30. You find a skeleton among the wreckage in here. Uh, looks like this corpse was tossed aside. Uh, the disintegrating garb gives you uh, the idea that this was some kind of ship captain, maybe a marine, but without like a knowledge history, you wouldn't really know. But but what what you do notice is that his helmet is not degrading at all. Looks like it's in perfect condition. Definitely gonna take a take a closer look at that. But I've but I've also got uh, knowledge, history, and nobility. If that's okay, yeah, go ahead and roll. Should I do one of each or just one? Uh, history is probably going to be the more pertinent one. All right. Lucky die nothing. I'm done with this. All right, give it back. Uh, <laughs> only an 11. An 11, yeah, you're, you're really not sure. Scratching um, my head over it. Yeah, you think uh, it looks military. That's about all. All right, I'm, I'm going to pick up this helmet for sure, though. Yeah, you also <laughs> find a familiar amulet in the rubbish. Uh, it depicts an image of a gag skull. Oh, oh look at that. damn it! I mean, th- that's good, but maybe more clues that this is what happened to the rider. Mm-hmm. Although you don't find another body taking a twenty. Um, what languages do you speak? Common and not common. Okay. Do you have any linguistics? Probably not, right? No. Uh, I'll let you roll. See how you do. Do I get to know what I'm rolling? You see um, on the inside of this helmet an etching, but you don't really know what language it is. But since it's only a short sentence, the linguistics check isn't like if you were trying to decipher a book in a different language. It's not as hard. 16. 16. With the 16, you read, you manage to decipher what it says. says in... Um, in Verisian, speak direction. That's all it says. Speak direction? Mm-hmm. Just to clarify, are those the two words he can make out, or are there they're only two words on the inside of this? That's what, like, this string of words translated to common says. Got it. Okay. So that actually is the translation. That's just not what he can figure out with That's the, the translation. Interesting. Or, as, yeah. You assume with a 16, you can make out two words, like the the two words that it means. Uh, And that jogs your memory a little bit. The Direption was a ship, a ship used during the Shining Crusade, a ship that sank in Lake Incarthen. Oh, probably connected to that chest that we found and some of the other items and Eclipse's vision of the ship getting boarded. Yup. And the weapons that were magic. Mm-hmm. Air Bear will say, Direction. And when you do this, you holding the helmet? Yeah. This bubble forms around you and the helmet. Putting the helmet on, fins sprout from your arms and your legs, and your little rat tail becomes more like a tadpole. This is a helmet of underwater action. Fascinating. That's awesome. Wow. This is a 25,000 gold item. Oof. 
sell it. But what it does... <laughs> the wearer of this helmet can see underwater, drawing the small lenses in the compartments on either side to position before the wearer's eyes activates the visual properties of this helm, allowing her to see five times further than water and light conditions would allow for normal human vision. If the command word, in this case, direction, is spoken, the helm of underwater action gives the wearer a 30-foot swim speed and creates a globe of air around the wearer's head and maintains it until the command word is spoken again, enabling her to breathe freely. All right. He's got fins. He can breathe. Where are you going to go swimming? The cesspool in the trash <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the black water I'll, I'll test it out there <laughs> he's doing a test dive <laughs> you find yesterday's scum lunch yeah the big guy looks like he had corn oh god uh. damn it I don't know where he found corn down here but good for him <laughs> and I know that we found the other passageway that we didn't quite know where it went to, but he, he's not confident in his abilities to, to face off against this Nithalgu. He certainly feels like he got lucky one time, but isn't going to take his chances. Okay. So you swim down the passage, and the passage actually extends. Without this helmet, you think there would have been no way it extends like half a mile. It has a fork, and you feel a current coming from stronger from one of the forks. You remember this connected to the recondite order of the Indomitable Sea, but it may also connect to just the bay. So taking the path uh, with the current... You you take it another about half mile and you would end up in like in Carthen on Avalon Bay. And you'd be far away from Undiomede House. You'd be relatively able to make your way back to Horace Croon's house. Yeah, exactly. He exactly his thoughts. It is going to be probably a little bit closer to just end up in Z Bay. And so then, I mean, I guess I can still stay under the water until I get as close as I can to Horace's. Certainly don't I uh, can't stick around to find anything else new here. So with his hunger satisfied and uh, the this piece of alien technology in tow and a pretty powerful item, Air Bear makes it back to Kroon's house. Soaking late late for breakfast and soaking wet and bloodied. And it's smelling like absolute trash. Yeah, he smells like <laughs> ass. Yeah, he, he's got to sit outside. <laughs> bathe, bathe in tomato juice. Wait, it is two hours away. He had to go through all of it. He left at 5 a.m. back two hours. I imagine he's back at like, I don't know, 9, 10 o'clock. All right, I guess. 9.30. The current helps. He definitely, like, two hours there, shortcut back. It's fine. Good morning, Air Bear. <laughs> he, he's all matted and wet. You guys definitely would have noticed him missing, if that's what you're getting at. It's not like he's getting yeah. there when you're waking up. 
I think it would be difficult to hide the fact that you look like trash, are almost dead, and are wearing a conquistador helmet. (laughs) (laughs) But then again, (laughs) (laughs) stranger things have happened. (laughs) Memories are a little little hard to come by these days. (laughs) Freya's memories are still intact, though. So I think that begs Uh, the question, uh, before we get to what's going on with Air Bear, you guys were going to spend another day, right, before you moved on? Because you had to, you were going to try and fix some of these maladies? So some of that actually will depend on if Freya's able to get a good night's sleep because (gasps) I used my restoration on Eclipse slash Joy. So... I need to make a very I'm important- feeling so happy. Fuck this girl. What was that, Joy? <laughs> uh, that came from Haley, and I would like you, Griffin, to know that. <laughs> All right, so as Freya is sleeping, she needs to make a will save. and She does. I'm going to use a good hero card. Because I really can't fail this save. I need to succeed. Otherwise, I cannot prepare spells. um, Because if she doesn't succeed, the night terrors plague her. And she isn't able to rest. Oh, boy. I am so glad that I used that. Because one of them was a two. Is that your lucky die? My lucky die is a 16. There you go. Uh, plus 13. So yeah, Desna smiles upon me. These are my Desna dice. Uh, sh- I guess she doesn't like it when Brooks uses them. Uh, but I believe that succeeds. Yes, that should. It's a DC 18. Perfect. I needed that extra roll then. So then Freya is able to prepare spells in the morning. And so the plan was... Prepare all of her fourth level spells, which is four, and then all of her fifth level spells, which is an additional three, to uh, prepare restoration to uh, lower the DC of this save for everyone. So for the listeners at home in the sanity system, the way this works is each madness has a DC the DC can be reduced if a le- if it's a lesser madness. It can be reduced with restoration. Using restoration reduces the DC by the caster level of the person who casts it, and reducing the DC to zero cures the madness. So in this case, Freya would need to cast it twice on anybody she's attempting to cure. That would remove the madness from them. Since Matumbe and Eclipse are here, Freya is going to cast it twice on each of them. But wait, what if I don't like the person I was? <laughs> <laughs> Always remember the librarian. <laughs> Always remember the librarian. I won't change who you are. I'll just give you your memories back. Only if you want them. But I think it's for the best. We had a good run, didn't we? <laughs> Looking at the book. (laughs) Till next time, my friend. There's like a clear handprint in the book that says that you won't not like you won't put it down, even if you have your memories. Yep. Just 
He's just a confused individual. <laughs> <laughs> a lot's happened in the he last couple memories, weeks. Packs on the book. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I would have wanted. Uh, so the restoration only takes three rounds to cast. Yep, you can get everybody in the morning. And then a will save? No, there's no will save. The, what she's, she's doing, doing is... twice, or...? You don't... You can't... It still takes a week before you get to make that save, unless she reduces the save to zero, in which case it just goes away. So she needs to cast it twice on each person. Or you need to wait until it's been a week and then roll against the DC-8. Does that use all of your restoration? So I'm going to use four to get... Matumbe and Eclipse and then I will use two more on myself because if I can't re-prepare spells there's like no hope And then realistically I'm- you could use one on yourself and that would make it a DC 8 oh so and then I can't fail well you don't roll a one yeah true but yeah basically you wouldn't be able to fail that uh, unless you roll a one so that could save you a restoration on the day you have seven that would give you two left and let you at least cure these guys of their uh, really shitty con I'm not yeah I've got five charisma drain and I have six con drain I would say that that would be a good one to get rid of I also will want to save probably one for air bear too to at least like lower the DC so he's not constantly shaken when we're fighting. Yeah, that would also creatures. lower his DC when he's afraid of stuff to an eight. So it would make it pretty much not an issue for a week. You know, unless you roll the one. Yeah. I think what's your will save modifier? Right now it's a four still. Oh. Uh four from what? Mine's a six. Is it just normally a four? Normally an eight, but we took damage from or uh You had a minus four, but that was just with the color out of space. Oh, I did not realize that. I still have that on my sheet too. Yeah, that's gone. My will is an eight. Alright, cool. So yeah, you would only fail that on a one. So that might be the plan and then cure somebody of their ability damage, and then tomorrow you could prepare like one more to cure somebody else of like cure Matumbe of his mm-hmm. con drain, and then you'd still have a pretty decent amount of spells for tomorrow. Yeah, I was looking at my spell list, and if I can't cast fourth and fifth level spells, Freya's gonna have a really hard time in underwater combat. <laughs> Just steal the helmet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she would need it. Uh, so I think that's a pretty good plan. Who has who's looking worse that needs the restoration for conjuring yeah that's probably the most pressing certainly not me i've got three i have six yeah probably gonna want to clear up the conjuring before you do the charisma because neither of them uses charisma yeah, for i anything. don't care yeah. about the charisma Same at here. this point i can continue to look as ugly as possible but two <laughs> might need it for some of his skill checks mm, yes, mm-hmm. that is true his use magic device for instance <laughs> Uh, but uh, Eclipse dying because of all that uh, con drain is not good. So Freya will use the last restoration to remove that. And that's an automatic all of it? Yep, just takes all of it. Oh God, that's so nice. That's 
So nice. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, we discussed this. Mm. You don't have to use it twice. Remember we oh, talked about yeah, this? that it was going to kind of... Sorry, we might have talked clear. about this off air, yes. but it does both effects at the same time. And because I'm reading greater restoration and kind of applying it to regular restoration a little bit, because greater restoration would cure your madness and your ability score stuff. So I'm saying that regular restoration would reduce the DC and cure your ability score stuff. Okay, so I got two different restorations, so both my ability score drains should be gone. That, or you could figure out how you want to allocate them then. But yeah, you would only need... One use of it would cure... or I guess you need to use the two uses, Mm -hmm. so yeah, for both of you, you would just have your ability score stuff cleared. Nice. Brooks, did you have any ability? Just the phobia. So then I'm going to use the two on myself to completely take off mine and I'm going to leave you with the uh, DC 8. So you had 7 yeah and then that would yeah, that'd mm-hmm. give you DC 8 so because I I'm a little worried about rolling 1. So, so Emily you myself and Haley all have our madness is gone yes. Then you use a restoration on Brooks to reduce the DC of his madness from 18 to 8. Sweet. Okay. So oh. not completely gone, but much more manageable at this point. If you're going to take a day, you may as well use lesser restorations on everybody to get yourself some sanity healing as well. You know, 50-50. Yeah. If you're just going to rest again to recover your spells. Or if you want to use up at least some of your spells... uh you know, I believe that I have like an arm on the ground. So Freya can hand, use at least a hand. Four of her second level spells to cast lesser restoration, and then she can use the rest of her spells to heal. God, Freya's gonna be exhaust- exhausted Ugh. after all of this. Okay, but we do have to roll high low. Yeah, everybody's got to roll a fifty fifty. Okay. However you want to roll it, but high gives you two. Hi. Oh. 40 so low. Also low. 53. All right, that's high. So that's healing two points of sanity? Yep, you heal Sweet. two points of sanity damage. The rest of you heal one. That's good. I'm feeling like relatively sane. I know, me too. Yeah, it's not bad. It's a good place to be. <laughs> now that you've kind of healed some stuff, I imagine you're going to probably heal... Air bear up using magic if you're just going to rest again. Yes. Yeah, everybody needs to be up to full so then the following day we can go and try to rescue the baby. I still got my drain, but... uh, No, your drain's all gone. Oh, it's gone. Oh, okay. That's what we talked about. Oh, I needed two restorations to cure your sanity. Mm -hmm. And what I was saying was the, the way greater restoration is worded is it, it would remove any sanities as well as any drain. And so I'm saying, like, regular restoration will reduce the DC and remove Ah. one ability scores of drain. Sweet. Okay. I may be being generous with that ruling, but I honestly feel like the way greater is, like, regular restoration wasn't written with the mad, with the insanity system. Fair, fair. In in play. So. All right, cool. Yeah, no, that's that's great news. Sweet. I had the most peculiar dream. (laughs) 
Dreamtai was someone named the librarian. Confusing indeed. The tomb base there is some things that I need you to do. Okay. Inside the book. Mm-hmm. Do you open it? Sure. So you could say that you took a look in a book. Yep, I did. On the reading rainbow. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you, do, do you think that was worth it? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Oh man, he really just thinks he can go anywhere. Jeez. Survive one Nathalgu encounter and <laughs> suddenly you're top dog here. Hey, maybe maybe I'm just feeling good. <laughs> After being like comes limping home feeling good. And and now I'm just got pumped with all of this healing. Eclipse is very happy to suddenly actually know that she is not just good against ghost things, she is like mostly ghost. <laughs> it's at least good and relieving to know that she's not like, she can't just wish everything, I guess. Because I didn't know how else I was making anything happen. Yeah, the lobber's kind of just like, are you good now? <laughs> I mean, that was pretty fucking annoying. I was really worried that they would take advantage of my weakened mental state. He doesn't have to. He needs you to remember the fact that you owe him one. I know. I know he does. But I just, you know. It's a tricky, tricky situation. Well, okay. maybe maybe you guys discuss what Air Bear got into. Uh, and with your memories restored, at least Eclipse and Matumbe would remember the Nethal Goo. And yeah. Remember that it seemed to be after Lyra. Zit spoke to me but not through any sort of words it was just like it was inside my head and says that we should not pursue anything to do with Lyra respectfully I do not think we should take its advice we should continue on our path agreed also it's like really small I realize that I am not a big creature, but Zip was not small when I saw it. It certainly had, well, it it was large. Completely towers over me. Like bigger than Matumbe? Yes. I see. That is a big change. Erberry, you fought it for a while. Uh, you noticed that it had seven brains on its back. I believe the last time you guys saw it, it had like three. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it uses them for, but protruding flesh, at least seven eyes, maybe? I don't know exactly what it was, and I, I don't hadn't ever seen it, and I didn't get a very good look at it. it isn't that how you saw it? Um, no. It had three brains, not eyes. That could have been what it was. <laughs> I uh, was very uh, I fought it off fiercely I was very hungry <laughs> 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 
And uh, in the heat of battle, I, I didn't quite get a good look at exactly what they were. Hmm. Okay. Oh, I'm a little concerned. Are you sure you saw the same thing? I mean, I guess if I described Your it, description oh, would yeah. line up. Yeah. We, no. we hand-waved him describing what it looks like. Absolutely. I just... It's more of a... Like, he called the brain's eyes. It's much bigger than I remember. It just felt like a fair question for Eclipse to ask. Yeah, absolutely. The, I mean, this this thing is completely changed since you've seen it. I haven't seen it before. So I wouldn't have a clue as far as what the previous version looked like. So do you think it knew where you were going? Like, is it going to show up here? That is a good question. It only was able to follow me through uh, the Undiamond house, but not through the portal. I don't think that it had any clue of how I got here, so it wouldn't know to get back here directly. But it certainly knows that we are on its path. Well, we should be on guard today while we hang out around here and get ready to go in the submersible. But I don't know if there's much else we can do. Indeed. Spend the day protecting the manor. Rather, Croon's abode here. There's various shacks. Various shacks. Yes, indeed. Making sure Freya can rest up tonight, be prepared for tomorrow, and tomorrow we take the fight to the Turnrocks. Speaking of fights, Mr. Kroon, is there anything that you can do with this? Uh, oh, you, you brought me a smashed thing. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I'll, ch- I'll check it out. I'll spend the day tinkering. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, he would take it. He would. I imagine he doesn't regularly say no to anything mechanical, but. He'll hold on to it like the rest of the junk in this yard. Uh, yeah, this is unlike anything I've ever seen or even dredged up from Lake and Carthen. Did you notice it's made of star metal? All I know is that it was able to protect the creatures that we fought down there. And all I could think of was how it could protect the submersible against well, any creature that we may find in the lake in Carthen. Hmm. Well, if I have to mess with it, does, did any of you, was this thing working? It was. What did it do? It contained this uh, creature that's incredibly difficult to describe. It was a color. It was almost a being made of a color I had never seen before. But it was able to contain that creature with some sort of cage of force or something. Yeah, until that creature went literally to space. Like, I'm not saying we killed it. And then it disappeared. Literally in to space. Uh, okay. It did. It flew up there. Uh, you saw it, like, go up into the stars? Yeah. Well, we were underground at the time. It flew to space. 
You saw it fly up the well, I guess. Flew up the well, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't need to know. We already came to him with no memory. Uh, well, if it was, it was projecting force somehow, I might be able to get it running and try and try and modify it. So you would spend the day working on it, and because you brought this back to Horace, he does return it to you. It's a little too damaged to to use. I just feel like it's gonna be. If you turn it on, it might uh, it might break. Is what I'm saying, and it would take a you know it would take me another day to fix it. But I think. It should work in projecting force. And basically what uh, what he's giving you is an item that can uh, cast Wall of Force once. 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 And yeah, if you yeah. brought it back to him, he could fix it potentially to get it to do it again. But uh, or, or like Matumbe could, you know, with engineering, potentially spend... Like if, if Horace like walked you through how he fix it, you could spend a decent, but it would be like hours to to fix it. But if that's something you had downtime to do, you could fix it and it could do the same thing. But you think like the, or I guess he would explain to you like it's it works off of some sort of core, and that core was damaged, mm-hmm. and so it's really hard to get it to actually like power up. Mm. Got it. Cool. Well, I think this is Air Bear's favorite type of. Uh, damage now, so <laughs> you earned it, buddy. <laughs> Have the force box. <laughs> he's got walls. He's got pulses. How many? How many charges did that you use? Yeah, man. Did you use my whole ring? <laughs> no, I only uh, used three. Uh, every time you fail, or I uh, six. Okay. But then that, I mean, that still leaves it at 21 of 50. Okay. Okay, okay. Cool. And I guess you remember that it is yours. I do. I, I knew it was mine to begin with because I gave it to you. Gives everybody the juicy force damage range option, the 3d6. So you guys waste the day away, I suppose, getting ready to head into the abyss. If there's any preparations you need to make, you know that you probably can't go buy things in town, unfortunately. But you could maybe send Horace, although he's associated with you too. So we could send the girl. She's actually insane. We healed her. No, no, no. Like she has a lingering insanity effect. She is insane, and in- unless you use the spell heal. Okay, fine. We'll get there eventually. If we can't use it for <laughs> anything good, why didn't Air Bear just eat her? Wow. She's oh. mm. like... Seems unnecessary. What's, what's got joy in such a foul mood? <laughs> oh my god, mm. honestly. <laughs> All life is precious. We rescued her and she can have a better life here. It doesn't sound like she has much of a life. That's not for us to decide. She but can choose happy. her own path. <laughs> Is she? I, I, I legitimately don't know. <laughs> I think I speak for all eclipses when I say I'm very happy. I must just slash this woman's throat in her sleep. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Joy? 
Nothing. I hope you sleep well. I don't feel comfortable around Joy. I'd like to curse her or something. Anyways, <laughs> this goes back to me searching my sheep for something that I can do to her without being too horrible. My friends call me E. Fuck off! Joy, you can call me Eclipse. I would like to cast I'd like to cast a conditional curse on her, and if she calls herself Eclipse one more time, she's cursed. Nope, pass. Sorry. She's actually she's actually got spell immunity. Uh, conditional curse. Wow. Pretty high level character. Unfortunately, she's insane. <laughs> so <laughs> the next day, unless you're unless you're taking some preparations, you would head out on the instant glass. Yeah, I don't think there's any other prep I need. Uh, yeah, Freya's just going to prepare some spells that will help her in underwater combat. Sure. Well, I'll stay up here and work the winch and the air pump. Should be about 400 feet down. It's faster going down than it is coming back up. I think you, you'll make it down in about 10 minutes or so. If the four of you are going to be in the submersible together, it'll be a little bit cramped. But there should be about a half hour of air. So you should be able to make it to the bottom without an issue. We cannot thank you enough for your help, Mr. Croon. We can can survive half an hour of tight quarters. uh, There's a wire inside that'll ring the bell up here. If you... Pull it once, where I'll know you've exited the submersible and you don't need the air pump going. Uh, ring it twice and I'll start pumping again. And ring it three times and I'll bring the submersible up. Uh, it's difficult for me to operate the crank to make it ascend or descend and also the air pump. So on the way up, it's going to take about a half hour. You'll have to stop about halfway and I'll have to pump it again. Pump it full of air so you have fresh air. Um, there's a there's a lantern with continual flame in there, so you'll have light. But if you don't shutter the lantern, you won't be able to see out. It'll be too bright inside, and you won't be able to see out into the water. So uh, up to you what you want to do with that. And you see that the submersible is the shape of this fish, and the way in and out is actually through the bottom. You're going to want to stay upright in this. Uh, The air pressure creates a seal on the bottom so the water doesn't come up. But if it tilts, there's nothing stopping the water from uh, filling the submersible. This isn't suitable for thousands of feet, but it'll get you to the bottom of Lake Incarthen at the Turn Rocks. So just try not to tip it. Well... I guess we will do the best we can with whatever we are about to face. Thank you for keeping watch and being ready to help us get back out. Uh, it's no problem. Uh, are you guys using anything now that you're kind of heading underwater? Is there Bear going to be the one with the helm of underwater action? Is anybody going to be like scanning with your trident? Are you casting any spells on yourselves? before you go down that have a duration uh, knowing that if you stay in the submersible it's going to take 30 minutes to hit the bottom or 10 minutes sorry to hit the bottom 
Yeah, I, I've got a couple consumable wands to help with fighting underwater, but I'm going to save those till we're, till we're actually down there. Okay. Freya has uh, Ride the Waves, which gives her swim speed and everything, and that's hours per level. So uh, she's going to cast that on herself Yeah. now. Uh, just so you all know, there is obviously the tunnels down by the turn rocks. I assume there's air there because I see bubbles um, on the surface kind of routinely, but you'll have to swim out to them once you're at the bottom. Uh, you could hold your breath. I'll give you each one of these, and he provides you actually scroll tubes that are like sealed in wax. Hmm. Uh, these should allow you to regain your breath hmm. if you open one up underwater, uh, they contain like a whole lung worth of air. Interesting. But uh, the other thing is the pressure. I don't have anything to deal with that. It's going to be crushing down there, but um, if you can get to air, you should be fine. I am good with swimming, but everything else, I don't really have a whole lot. I thought we got some consumables, though, right? We also have a wand of water breathing with eight charges. And how long does a wand of water breathing? Water breathing is a third level spell, at least for cleric. And how many minutes per level? Or how many? It's two hours per level. Two hours per level, so um, you're probably going to get ten hours of it with a charge. Mm -hmm. So we should probably cast one of those on us as soon as we get to the bottom. Freya won't need it, but yeah. Oh, yeah, but like everybody else. Mm -hmm. I won't. Right, because you have a helmet. Yeah. So Matumbe and Eclipse. I have a wand of slipstream and a wand of freedom of movement. Um, so I can get myself a, a swim speed and I can get myself able to actually like do damage underwater with melee weapons. Yeah, and you think the freedom of movement would keep you from being damaged by the pressure as well? Sure. Ooh, I prepared to freedom of movements. So that'll help you with the pressure. Um, so you, you have your stuff. You have, I mean, 10 minutes to kind of cast stuff as you head down. The interior of the submersible is dark and cramped and soon grows almost intolerably hot and stuffy as it's lowered even deeper. The windows go from light gray to dark gray to almost black as the depths cut off light from the dull sky above. The metal shell groans and pops from the immense weight of, of the water pushing from all sides, but it seems to hold together. As the submersible descends, the dark water below gradually lightens again until it reveals an amazing and terrifying sight. On the muddy floor of the lake, at the very base of the rocky islands, rests a great dome of dull shining gray metal. Its construction makes Horace Croon's wonderful inventions seem clunky and primitive. Seams run up the dome's side to its apex, sprinkled with glowing lights, whose dim blue radiance gives the entire scene an otherworldly appearance. You're about 200 feet down, somebody using the trident. I'd like to... I'm, I'm sure somebody is. I'd like to roll something on that. Is it like a UFO sunk down there or something? I can see underwater, so I, I would certainly uh, poke, poke my head underneath the... I guess the the plane between the water and capsule of air. Sure. And at least take a look. 
Yeah. And I guess at the same time, I can scan with the trident? Sure. So, yeah, Matumbe, um, this reminds you of the other thing in terms of it being completely alien technology, creating a biodome. That's wild. On the floor of the lake. But there's no knowledge check that's going to like really get you what exactly this is. That frankly doesn't shouldn't exist on Galarian. Um, scanning around, it works in a cone, goes out to 680 feet. At about 200 feet down, you sense a large aquatic life form heading your direction at a breakneck speed. After I think about this, I don't think that Eclipse had this, had the trident. By the way. Well, somebody gave it to you and you're using it. Okay, sounds good. It's moving at a clip of like 100, 200 feet per round, speeding towards you. Uh, Air Bear, you can see it off in the distance. distance this huge tentacled creature uh, with deviled barbs on its octopoid legs. It kind of spreads, and this beak-like mouth just sneers at you. And I need you to finish your drinks, because we'll see you next week. Get ready for eight legs. <sighs> oh, boy. I knew it. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo, Inc. and used with permission.